the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. So rank choice voting. I know this is murky and it's murky by design. And I know this might not resonate with you, but I'm telling you right now, this is the most important technical thing happening right now in American politics that if we say we don't care about it, all of a sudden, you are going to see moderates and Democrats win in red states. And you're like, oh, I remember when Charlie did that segment on the voting rank choice thing. Why don't we take it seriously then? And it's coming to a state near you. In fact, it's already implemented in several states on local elections and presidential primaries. I'm going to name every single state that already has ranked choice voting. So ranked choice voting stems from basically a college thought experiment. It stems from a bunch of kids that say, oh, we're... We're too radical and we need to try to find the second or third place winner because deep down, most people actually want the moderate to win. Now, this is nonsense. It's garbage. It also gives preference to the loser. As Ricky Bobby would say, if you are second place, you're the first loser. So the winner, the person who actually wins the most amount of votes, isn't the winner in a ranked choice system if they don't get more than 50 plus percent votes. Now, I know we're going to get emails from people in Alaska that say, well, Charlie, this is the way we do it here. And someone in Maine, every state has their own algorithm. Might be 40%, might be 50%. It's unbelievably confusing. It's murky. All by design. The power is no longer in the in the people when we do ranked choice voting. The power goes to the vote counters. The power goes to the bureaucrats. The power goes to the kleptocrats. The power goes away from the people, away from the sovereign, into the vote counting centers. And you do not know what's happening there behind closed doors. It's not even a matter of, well, this person voted for this. It's, okay, well, then we have to run a formula because the second person should get this kind of allocation and then the third place person and then in the third round it goes through multiple rounds so you have the first round and if no one gets 50 plus percent in the first round then it goes to the second round and if no one gets 50 plus percent in the second round it goes to the third round and it's enough to as for someone who's in politics like i am that does this stuff for 12 14 16 hours a day it's unbelievably confusing for me i can't imagine what it's like for just a truck driver in alaska to say what the heck is going on If you are not professionally in politics, it's designed to make you disengage. It's designed to make you cynical. So Alaska now has this, and this very well might bail out the Lisa Murkowski campaign. They never should have allowed this to happen, and they implemented this. I believe a Republican state legislature in Alaska implemented this. And by doing so, they basically have, have put this entire system where Kelly... Shabaka very well should be the next senator from Alaska. Murkowski has a fighting chance, but it's not just Alaska. This is where we as the grassroots, where we as the, we as the remnant of what matters. I was going to say we as the Republican Party, but honestly, I don't identify with the Republican Party very much anymore. I know a lot of you agree. We as the conservative base, we as the America first base, we have to say, wait a second, time out. We're not going to allow these goofy, silly voting tabulation systems to come to a state near us. And you, it's going to be a shock when you hear some of these states. And here's the way they do it, everybody. They sneak it into presidential primaries. 
They sneak it into local options for municipalities, and then they bubble it up through lots of money of Mark Elias and George Soros to try to then make it statewide of ranked choice voting. And next thing you know, a red state then becomes a murky purple state. It's basically what I'm saying is this, is that we need to learn about the plumbing of our elections and get our hands dirty. I know that's very easy to talk about messaging. And what we're talking about here is the process of which the entire electoral process hinges all of it. So let's dive into it. Alaska and Maine currently are the two states that use it in statewide elections, both Alaska and Maine. Now, Alaska, I believe, is the first one to go all in on Senate races and on gubernatorial races. Maine, I think this might be the first election they're doing it. I could be off. I know we have some people in Maine that listen to the program, but Maine has some form of ranked choice voting statewide. But you are starting to see movements to implement ranked choice voting in other states. For example, California uses it in local elections in some jurisdictions. So does Oregon. So does Colorado. So does New Mexico. So does Minnesota. So does Michigan. Could you imagine Michigan going to ranked choice voting? Donald Trump would not have won the presidential election in 2016 if there was ranked choice voting. New York, Delaware. Maryland and Vermont, they use it in local elections in some jurisdictions. Now, these states have local option for municipalities to opt in, but this is how it starts. It starts with local municipalities for some people to opt in, and then they start to have ballot referendums, well-funded out-of-state money to make it statewide. And the way that they frame it is so appealing. They say, what if I told you there was a better way to vote? That the way that you are voting is antiquated and outdated. A better way to do politics, to run to the middle, to allow the common sense problem solvers to win. Not the radical, not the radical right-wingers or radical left-wingers. And so in states like Utah, for example, where they allow local uh, local municipalities to opt in, it can sound very appealing. Utah is a nice state. I wouldn't say it's a severely conservative state. And I use that term severely conservative because Mitt Romney used to use that term to describe himself as governor of Massachusetts, which is laughable. But Utah is definitely a center-right state. It is not a left-wing state. Uh, very, very frustrating with how Mitt Romney and the um, governor of Utah act. But this is very appealing for some people in Utah, where then you could bring in this sort of process. Say, yes, we can have more people like Evan McMuffin and all these other people that are able to, you know, win, even though that they're moderate and they don't have a big constituency. So they're bu- it, it has a bubble up campaign. But while it's bubbling up, out of state money pours in. So Utah and Virginia have local opt in for rank choice voting. But then three other states have already begun to implement rank-choice voting on presidential primaries. Why? Kansas, Wyoming, and Nevada are already starting to use rank-choice voting in presidential primaries. This is not a mistake. This is a well-funded, quiet, subterranean, below-the-surface campaign being funded by moderate Chamber of Commerce Republicans. Think Paul Ryan. Think John Boehner. Think Mitt Romney. Those are the type of people that are funding this and that want to be behind this. And then Democrats that are trying to go into red states like Wyoming and Kansas to change the way that you, the grassroots, have a voice. I cannot emphasize this enough. Alaska is teaching us a lesson. 
that we have to be active in our state legislative districts, in our, in our precinct districts. We have to be active in our state committee meetings that we are going to say with banners and with signs and enthusiastically, we are not going to tolerate rank choice voting in our state. If we don't take this seriously, everybody, and it's spreading like wildfire to your state, to the heartland of the country, it's already in Kansas in some regard, it's already in Wyoming in some regard, it's already in Nevada in some regard, it's already in Utah in some regard, you're going to have Mitt Romney's win your primaries and there'll be nothing you could do about it. I believe ranked choice voting is a maneuver by the American ruling class to quietly take your voice away because they're afraid of the populist, people-centered movement that is about to displace them from power. I believe that the ranked choice voting movement is no different than them trying to take back control of your vote and your voice. And I'm going to reemphasize this. This is not just in Alaska. I'm going to tell you the states again that are already teasing some use of ranked choice voting. Maine has it in statewide use. Vermont, New York, Delaware, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, New Mexico, Colorado, California, and Oregon have it in local elections in some jurisdictions. And that is how they start. They start implementing it in very liberal districts. And they say, wow, this is so wonderful. Let's take it statewide. Utah and Virginia have local option for municipalities to opt in. Hawaii, Nevada, Wyoming, and Kansas have it in presidential primaries. It is conceivable that in the next couple of years, if we are not vigilant, if we are not stopping ranked choice voting, in fact, we have to not just stop it, we have to remove it. If you live in Kansas, if you live in Wyoming, if you live in Nevada, if you live in Virginia, it should be completely and totally removed and purged from your system. It is an intentional dilution of our movement. They know what they're doing. The way elections should work, they lose. So the tabulation of the last votes, 27,000 of Nick Begich votes went to Sarah Palin and 15,000 went to Mary Patola, which is why she, she ended up winning because she was the only Democrat. When you are first loser, otherwise known as second place, Rank choice voting rewards you. The way the system works under rank choice voting, and you rank which one you like the best, the person that isn't the actual winner, but the person that might be the kind of leftover candidate ends up getting priority in that way. Why does that benefit Democrats? They just have to run enough candidates. They have to attack and isolate our base. So it's a way to quarantine the MAGA base to hit a ceiling. Philosopher Ricky Bobby said it best, play cut 117. If you ain't first, you're last. You know, don't talk about that phrase, trademark, not to use the tradition of Ricky Bobby. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> Ricky Bobby from Talladega Nights. We're getting a lot of emails here, and we have to stay on top of it because this is now going to be implemented in state legislative races all across the country. But isn't it consistent? It's consistent where they want to break the promise of the United States Constitution. The Constitution that decentralizes power, that gives sovereignty to the people, that allows for the consent of the governed, for the separation of powers. What ranked choice voting does is it allows backroom deals, algorithms, moderate chamber of commerce preferred candidates to sneak by 
while the candidate that could actually do well and actually improve your state and represent you goes by the wayside. Look at Ron DeSantis. Do you think Ron DeSantis would be governor of Florida if it was for ranked choice voting? Probably not. Donald Trump would never have been president. No, the best candidates and the best leaders we have on our side likely would not have survived rank choice voting. It's a maneuver. It's a play. And it's happening while, okay, we're focusing on poll numbers. We're focusing on all these different sorts of things. But it's already finding its way into Republican states. What is Kansas doing using ranked choice voting in presidential primaries? Why is Wyoming doing that? They're going to try to get it in Colorado, which means a Republican will never win there again. It's already a Republican. It's difficulty there. New Mexico as well. Nevada, they're implementing it. So who's behind all of this? Who's behind implementing ranked choice voting in your state? Well, you guys can all check it out. And I'm going to tell you, you go to fairvote.org. So when you go to fairvote.org, it is an entire organization that is focused on ranked choice voting. And then they, they literally brag on fairvote.org. You guys could check it out. Results from Alaska's first RCV election. It talks about how 30 years of impact, why we need reform, what is their solution, how to get involved, and where ranked choice voting is already being implemented, and how they are trying to get it into states like South Carolina. They're trying to get into Georgia. They're trying to get in Alabama. They have a map on their website. It says right here, ranked choice voting is used in cities across the country. For more information, check out here. And it says, it, all of a sudden, it, it, ranked choice voting is being used in certain Colorado elections. It's being used in Illinois for overseas ballots and military ballots. It's being used in South Carolina for military and overseas ballots. They, they have a plan, they're implementing it, and it's well-funded. And it has a whole list of jurisdictions, cities, and states that are using it. St. Paul, Minnesota. Telluride, Colorado. Palm Desert, California. It starts in the liberal areas and it grows from there. Utah cities using rank choice voting in 2021. 23 Utah cities are now using rank choice voting. The red state of Utah is now going, is being in, is being taken over. It's being infiltrated by fairvote.org. And I'm going to tell you more about them in a second. But Woodland Hills, Utah, Vineyard, Utah, Springville, Utah, South Lake, Utah, Sandy, Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah, River Heights, Utah, Nibley, Newton, Moab, Mill Creek, Midvale, Magna, Lehigh, Heber, Ganola, Elkridge, Draper, Cottonwood, Bluffdale. All of these cities are now using rank choice voting. That's a way to take over a red state of Utah. Just start in the cities. 23 cities are using it. Amherst, Massachusetts, Boulder, Colorado, Broomfield, Colorado, Burlington, Vermont, and Westbrook, Maine are going to use ranked choice voting in 2023. They have a well-funded campaign. They're implementing it all across the country. In Alaska, in Nevada, in Hawaii, Kansas, Maine, and Wyoming, they used ranked choice voting for the Democrat primary. Ranked choice voting is used in party, party elections and conventions. It's used for the Delaware Democrat Convention, the Indiana Republican Party. That's right. The Indiana Republican Party used ranked choice voting to nominate its candidate for attorney general at their virtual camp, at their virtual convention on July 10th, 2020. The Utah Republican Party uses it. The Virginia Republican Party uses it. States that are looking to adopt it right now. Several Virginia cities. 
Vancouver, Washington, Sarasota, Florida. And it says here, Sarasota, Florida, adopted by voters in 2007, awaiting state law change. Don't change the law, Ron DeSantis. Don't allow it to happen. Ranked choice voting is used on more than 90 colleges and universities, and it's being used all across the country. So you go to this website, fairvote.org. Who are these people? They have a concerted, almost military-style campaign. This is how they describe it, but then I'm going to tell you who's actually behind it. Indiana Republican Party is going along with it. Kansas is going along with it. Wyoming is going along with it. Utah is allowing their whole state being taken over by ranked choice voting. Alaska has let their state being taken over ranked choice voting. And I know some of you say, come on, Charlie, get to the news of the day. I'm going to keep on hitting this to the point where it is repetition is the soul of memory. If you don't take this seriously, if we don't take this seriously, the country is done. We will never win another election if this scam of a process is implemented across the country. Okay. Play cut 75. This is them explaining what ranked choice voting is. Ranked choice voting is another voting method which allows voters to rank their candidates in order of preference. In a ranked choice voting election, a candidate needs to earn more than half of the votes to win. All first choices are counted, and if a candidate has a majority, then they win, just like any other election. If not, the candidate with the fewest votes is eliminated, and voters who picked that candidate as number one will have their votes count for their next choice. This process continues until a candidate earns a majority and is declared the winner. So effectively, the most moderate candidate, the loser, ends up winning. So who's behind all of this? This is where Republicans need to wise up. Just go to the website. Go to fairvote.org. And literally in three clicks, I found this out. This is not some sort of investigative research. It's not some sort of big team we have. I mean, we have a wonderful team. But I just literally, it's like, okay, who's behind this? Oh, the officers or the board members of fairvote.org. First is Chair Alice Underwood, a recognized leader in the actuarial profession. Okay. But then there's Secretary Mark De De La Iglesia. What does he do? Oh, He's a program officer with the Open Society Foundation Fiscal Governance Program. What is the Open Society Foundation? George Soros's foundation. So George Soros's lieutenant, Mark De La Iglesia, sits on the board of directors of the organization that's bringing ranked choice voting to your state. Why are Republicans going along with this? Utah is implementing a George Soros's lieutenant's agenda in their local cities and states. How many Republicans know about this? And they say, well, it's a way to get rid of dark money. Yet they fund these campaigns with dark money to get into these states. So you read about Mark De La Iglesia. He's the senior program officer at the Open Society Foundation, where he supports organizations that fight international corruption and kleptocracy. Right. A native of Washington state, Mark has volunteered on U.S. voting rights campaigns and various other democracy reforms over the years. So effectively, you have George Soros's, one of his top guys, that sits and runs one of the programs of a $20 billion foundation, the Open Society Foundation, to change your voting laws, to change the way that you vote. Who else is on the board? How about this one? Danielle Allen, she said she's the author of the book, Our Declaration, Reading the Declaration of Independence in Defense of Equality and Cuz. 
She continues to advocate for democracy reforms to create a greater voice in our democracy. You go through and it says, wait a second, these people that sit on this board, they're not exactly right-wingers. These are the most radical left-wing people that are on the organization boards that are changing the way that we fundamentally choose who represents us. And guess what? They're most focused on red states because they know they destroy red state America through rank choice voting. This is a five alarm fire, everybody, after what we saw in Alaska. After the 2020 election, they are now doing 2022.0. This is the way they focus on the way we do our elections. Mail-in ballots is phase one, ranked choice voting phase two, and you no longer have a voice. Conservatives, Christians, gun owners, business owners, this is a way to disenfranchise you, to shut you up, and you don't even realize it. You don't recognize it. They are retooling the entire machinery, chaired by this guy, Mark De La Iglesia, who is a senior program officer at George Soros's foundation, the Open Society Foundation. We got to get the message out, right? Every single candidate, you have to say, do you stand for ranked choice voting? Why do you stand for it? You have to make it. We have to make ranked choice voting and the support of ranked choice voting as unthinkable as taking someone's guns away. That's what we have to do. The same way that a Republican candidate is afraid to say for good reason that, well, I'm going to take your guns away. You have to make it unthinkable that someone is going to say that they support ranked choice voting. We have to make ranked choice voting stigmatized, that we have to repeal this. The grassroots have to do this because the party leadership is either too incompetent or too corrupt to recognize this. They are on the march. You guys can check it out. Check out fairvote.org. It's all right there. It shows their resources. It shows their glossary of terms. It shows their advocacy. It shows their financials. It shows all of it. And they're very, very well funded. It shows that fairvote.org is spending millions of dollars. And there's other money we can't probably even track or know of to try to change the machinery, the tooling, how actually elections are tabulated themselves. And that's just one of several organizations, by the way, that are doing this and are getting behind this. Why? They're doing this because they can't win in any other way. By the way, if you're worried about machines, which I totally understand, if you're worried about mules, obviously I'm understand about, the ranked choice voting is institutionalized in that way. Let's remember this clip, Cut 72, Project Veritas action, got on tape how Murkowski's team was admitting that the entire system of ranked choice voting is a backroom deal to benefit Lisa Murkowski against the will of the Alaskan voters. Play cut 72. They say the race is going to come down to Kelly Chewbacca and Senator Murkowski. So anyone who votes for Pat Chesbro first and ranks Senator Murkowski second, that vote is going to become a vote for Senator Murkowski. So ballot measure two is her key to winning. While we were working on ballot measure two and voting for ballot measure two, we have Senator Murkowski in mind the whole time. Every single Pat Chesbro voter who ranks Senator Murkowski second, we get their votes. And then let's play cut 73. Ballot measure two asks voters to pick second and third choice candidates in addition to their favorite. And those preferences are counted if no one wins a majority. Some people's ballots don't end up counting in the final results. And between you and me, ballot measure two was actually created. I, I think it was created for two reasons. Number one, it was created because there were people in the state who wanted to see a better system. 
but they also want Lisa to get reelected. Our comms director, his name is Shay. He was the comms director for Route Measure 2. That was his job previously. So that's how we know him. So someone asked Charlie, what do we do? Well, Tracy emailed us. This is why we do our show. Thank you for supporting us and getting behind us because shows like ours, I think, can help end up making a difference thanks to you. Charlie, thank you for telling me about Kansas using ranked choice voting. I looked it up and you're right. It was used in the 2020 presidential election. Wasn't voted on by the people or where was this passed in the Kansas state legislature? I am beyond furious. I knew our state was corrupt, but this is the cherry on top of state corruption. Thank you, Tracy. That's exactly right. We got to get the word out. You got to wake up. We have to know what's happening around here. We don't take this seriously. It's going to make mules and machines look like little blips. You will never win again. This is how they starve and suffocate the MAGA movement without ever having to defeat us in an election. They defeat us not by votes, but by process. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.